Hello, Jamie from Community Notice Board here, just letting you know that we now have a Patreon. So for $5, you can get extra content. We will be putting bonus episodes out on Thursday fortnightly. Alex, what are some of the episodes about? Uh, just stuff we've missed on other episodes, just weird stuff we wouldn't want to publicly uh, be putting out there for everyone to hear, just crazy fun stories, stuff like that. We got some hot goss. We got some. We're doing some history of comedy stuff. We're doing all sorts. Uh, again, five bucks a month. Just search community notice board, Patreon, any combination of those into Google will find you. Uh, plus, we have a link in our uh, Insta bio. I think. Yep. Yeah. All right. Sweet. All right. Enjoy the episode. Oh, See Hello and welcome along to the community notice board. Yeah, let's do it. Hello, welcome to another episode of Community Notice Board, a podcast about suburbs we grew up in, local landmarks, hometown heroes, and coming-of-age tales. we got a very special guest today, uh, touring comedian from the US, also the author of the novel Running the Light. We've got the very funny Sam Talent here. How are you, man? Guys, I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for accommodating my odd schedule. No, man, of course. I'm very excited to have someone from the States on. We normally do a lot of Australian suburbs and all, but it's, it's good to get someone with a bit of international flavor yeah from uh colorado right yeah from the, f- the flavor is salt <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's beef bouillon <laughs> i was out with uh, andrew wolf last night yeah. oh we, jesus we, we had a couple <laughs> yeah. believe it or not <laughs> oh really <laughs> yeah. you twisted his arm did you <laughs> yeah. how'd you make it here <laughs> i think uh I had as many beers as words I said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He really dominates, man. <laughs> man we, had, we had Wolfie on this uh, Which pod. is funny because he'll have as many beers as words he says as well. <laughs> yeah, sure the disparity would. between that is quite high. Yeah, it was like 11.30 and he was like begging me. Like, I don't want to go back to my pod. I'm sleeping in a casket. <laughs> like, All right, I want to go back to my wife in the big bed I sleep in with her. <laughs> I've told this story on the pod before, but man, because you bring it up, Wolfie, such a legend. I remember like a few years ago we were gigging and he was – he was taking a break from drinking, so he was only drinking light beer. <laughs> yeah. While taking a breath of air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like that. Oh, so he, was, that. he was drinking mid-strength, like we've got right here. And the, he just like had a table with like eight of them. And yeah. then I remember at the end, there's just this one-way street standing outside having a cigarette. And I see him reversing down it in a car at full speed, <laughs> just being like, don't tell anyone how much I've had to drink, man. <laughs> and just reversed out fishtail. Oh, great. man. He's yeah. a maniac. He's a manimal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, one of he's one of my favorites in the world. He's very funny. And uh, between like him and Chris Franklin, there's just this mythos of like the Australian madman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys must have a weird idea of Australian comedians. If no, you're like. no, because we like, I don't think anyone's dug as deep. Like I, I found Wolf through Gillis because he had him, Gillis had him on his pod. Mm, and he was like, yeah. you should watch these clips. You and him are very similar. So I watched and then um, I found Chris Franklin last time I was here. Yeah. Like I've never met the guy. But good God, he's just the fucking mythos surrounding him. Yeah, well, he's he is fucking, he's interesting, fucking dude. bulletproof, that guy. Like, he you know, he's scurvy. Them away. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> like the last guy to get scurvy in the last In the 20th century. century. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Study his DNA. Yeah, he got he got famous in Australia for like a cover of a song. Oh, I know the song. song. Parody yeah. song, yeah. And yeah. it's like just the weirdest career for He still guy. sings it in his act. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're not putting it, that away. He opens and closes. Last time I saw him, he opened and closed with I'd be sneaking in the middle as well. You know? <laughs> yeah. He fucking rules. Though. He's such a great guy. Yeah, yeah, he's a legend. He's the yeah. best, man. Well, we are here to talk about uh, Elizabeth, Colorado, mm-hmm. 
tiny mm. little town from my little my research. It's I can't a, believe you found anything about it. <laughs> we've, I found a few little things, but I also very quickly expanded my search into Denver and surrounds. Sure, okay. like, yeah, but so, um, Den- Denver metro area, effectively, or sort of a bit of a you wouldn't consider yeah. a part of Denver. The sprawl of Denver, like the. Uh, uh, yeah, like the the suburban mm. uh, ex exurbs. I don't know if mm. you guys call them that, but yeah, uh, has has increased substantially since I was a boy. Mm. Like uh, Elizabeth is the biggest city in Elbert County, and it's the biggest city with less than a thousand people in it. <laughs> but then right next to us is Douglas County, which is the uh, like the fifth richest county per population in America. Fuck. Wow. Yeah, so like it was a real like uh you know haves versus have not situation. Mm. Like the number one like producer for our GDP is a rodeo that comes once a year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not being facetious. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Elizabeth Stampede like puts shirts on people's backs for six months of the year and Jeez. it's only there for a week or two. Fucking hell. Are you, so, are you a big rodeo guy? You love it? I love a rodeo dude. Yeah. yeah. The first rodeo uh in America was in my county. Uh so it's not that it's like there's bigger rodeos and whatnot, but like we Denver was the it was it was it was the golden city on the hill to us. Parker, Colorado, which was a half hour away, was where you went to buy groceries, you know. Mm-hmm. So like to get to Parker was a big deal because they had a movie theater and an arcade. So Denver was like, my God, if you go to Denver, it's mm. like you better like you know pack a gun type situation. <laughs> like the way my parents and my parents' friends talked about it. it yeah. Was like, Good God, you're going to Denver. Yeah. Well, well, big city. Yeah, we'll prep the grave for you. <laughs> <laughs> God damn, man. So what happens at a rodeo, man? I mean, I know, but what, what, what goes on? What, what, what's so fun about them? What goes on is a lot of uh, wanton displays of like disgusting masculinity, mm. all in the hopes of getting in a very high-waisted pair of Wrangler jeans. You know? <laughs> There's a lot of like young women who are wearing sequin shirts and they have uh, tiny little rodeo like cowboy hats on. So when I was a kid, you would go there, and they. You guys have chewing tobacco here? Mm. Yeah, not really. We know all of it. Though. Familiar with it? Yeah. Right, yeah, so it comes yeah. in like a puck, and then if you get three to five of those, it's a log, <laughs> and they would whip mega logs at the kids. So you'd walk by and you get like a seven pack of chew as soon as you came in. They would throw two at you. So you pack a fucking lipper, <laughs> right away you're queasy because you just drank like three fucking bud heavies in the parking lot at the Mormon church where we all parked. <laughs> <laughs> that was the parking lot for the rodeo overflow. So yeah, you're like kind of queasy. You got that lip in. You know, you go in, you watch your friend fucking, uh, if it's a girl, she would do um, barrel racing where they ride horses around or like uh, or like barrel roping, which is where they like rope horses from horseback. Or your buddies, as you got into like your 15, 16, 17, they would go for mutton busting, which you guys know about mutton, obviously. I know of mutton, mutton busting. You know about mutton. mutton no, like sh- not, not like what they do in Australia. Like not busting in mutton. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. I get you. Oh, I give the game away here. Yeah. <laughs> so they would, they would, mutton busting, you ride a mutton, you hold on, you wear a helmet, but then they would start bull riding and you uh-huh. go and you watch your friends and there's a dance at the end. So it's just like you're trying to get laid, you don't get laid, so you get in a fist fight. Or worse, someone wants to fight you and you're like, I don't have to, and then you're just made a coward and a pussy <laughs> in front of everyone that you've ever known. God yeah. damn. Man, graduating from a sheep to a bull is a fucking that's a big step up. Yeah, you know? That's man. open mic to doing theaters or something. That's right, man. Yeah. There's no bad bar gigs in between. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's no like rap dates on a Wednesday at the comedy club. You're yeah. just right on it, dude. Yeah, man. And they get crippled, then they start doing pills and drinking vodka, and then they uh they disappear yeah. from your lives. I remember yeah. that subplot in Friday Night Lights. Yeah. <laughs> so I just finished watching Friday Night Lights. For it's like a great show. It, oh it my god, dude! Yeah. Um, so so it's like a small, 
it's like a country town vibes, right? Like it's it's a country town, but I mean, it was more of a uh, bedroom community where people because it's equidistant from Denver and Colorado Springs, which are the two largest cities in Colorado. So like uh, you would live in Elizabeth because the property taxes were low and you could afford to own property. And then you would drive either to Denver or the suburbs that we talked about, um, or you would drive to Colorado Springs for your job. Mm. So your kids were just left alone. They went feral and grew tusks. Like there was, <laughs> there was very little oversight. There was a lot of copper wire thievery. There was a lot of yeah. like uh, methamphetamine that dominated. Now the kids are on pills. The pill Now they're all on downers like your benzos and shit. But when I was a kid, man, it was just like, very early crystal meth, very early uh, <laughs> hallucinogens, like liquor very early. It was a truly wild place to grow up, but the parents weren't there, so they didn't know that their kids were complete fuck-ups. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. Fucking hell. Still in copper wire? Yeah, I never stole any copper wire, but I had many friends who <laughs> yanked walls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a big thing. Copper wire is worth, it's worth a lot in the States. Yeah, man. Fucking hell. I imagine there's a lot of wild, um, like, magic mushrooms growing in that sort of area right wouldn't that be the perfect yeah if you go deeper into like elbert and kiowa or agate they actually have cattle farms and stuff and after rain if you go to the farm like three days after it rains you just have mushrooms on the turds so that was very easy to get your hands on but yeah big field parties with mushrooms and lsd and that kind of thing um right. yeah man because it's uh, colorado legalized weed we were the first to legalize it yeah. recreationally. And then Denver uh, decriminalized mushrooms like two years ago. Oh, shit. Now there's yeah. this big push statewide to make it uh, legal for all to consume. Fuck. I did see a, a very silly news article that the because um, they legalized weed and um, because of like all of the growth there. So the medical use was 2000 and then recreationally since 2012. But like because all these like... Uh, uh, you know, legal weed um, farmers and all that sort of stuff, growing it effectively. There was like, yeah, all farmers. We know what farmers do. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Growing it effectively. If you're a fucking weed grower, I guess. If you're doing yeah. it in your basement, you're like, I'm a farmer with my <laughs> yeah. straw hat on. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, my God. Those guys do wear overalls. <laughs> yeah. 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 Brains are for a pot dealer just put on his dungarees. <laughs> <laughs> put some card in his lip. And you're like, yep. <laughs> but there was all these complaints about the smell. So then Denver, city of Denver passed a new odor ordinance that was a $2,000 fine for anyone who were guilty of polluting the atmosphere with smells and they rolled out all this to the to the rangers um a technology called a nas nasal ranger field olfactor meter so the cops would go around with this like reverse like <laughs> like a smelling telescopes yeah. and it's like this weird device it's like an rbt but they literally would smell it and it would uh, multiply the smell of a, of a, all these places and Bro. make sure no one was making Bro, that's an onion stuff. article. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's 100% true. It's 100% true. I've never seen one of those devices. I, I don't know how often it is. It's 100% not onions. <laughs> no. I, I know. So, <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> It's a hundred percent not true. It's uh, so it's it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw multiple articles about it. So yeah, they're yeah. writing you up a ticket because your icky is too. No, sticky. so it's yeah. for the it's for the industry. It's not yeah, for right, individual right. people. Someone's right. farting in front of that. We're gonna see how deep the rabbit hole goes. Yeah. 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 And like, if you go to the door and you knock on the door and you open it, and uh, the guy who works there, like those wooks reek so bad. Yeah. So if, if it's like sure, if there's like so many parts per million of like cannabis odor in the air, whatever. But if you have to go serve that fucking ticket and you're wearing that device it's gonna <laughs> blow out your <laughs> i think it's to make sure the smell like is over certain meters away you can smell it but i did say that they did pass the law they have these things and 
but it's a it's a law about odor in general right it's not about weed but they <laughs> so right so they actually had two citations that i'd given out in the five years uh, one was to a dog treat company and the other was to a pe- yeah. was to a pizza restaurant. <laughs> you know how bad this pizza restaurant must fucking stink. Yeah, that it's like yeah, the dog treat company and a pizza restaurant are getting fines and so no. So that's weed. Denver, dude. When you get off the airplane and you get on the highway and you go into Denver from DIA Denver International Airport, you drive by on I seventy. You drive by all the weed farms, these warehouses, and it reeks like weed right away. And you're like, wow, here I am in Denver. It's so cool. They're so open. But then you drive by the Purina Pet Food Factory, right. and it smells like a fucking fire at an abattoir. <laughs> <laughs> it's truly despicable. It's just, you know, blood and fucking bone meal. Yeah. It's, it's really, really gnarly That's to arrive in Denver. Yeah. Man. And I also just wanted to, because you brought it up, the airport, man. Can we get into the airport? Sure, yeah, if you believe in uh, that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> airport truther. Yeah, well, have you guys heard of it? I have this? not heard I'm of sure it. Sam I has. mean, I've heard of an airport. No, yeah, well, I'm going to explain that now. Uh, it's apparently like, I mean, it's ridiculous, but there's a lot of conspiracy theories about the Denver airport. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and it, they're all, it's based on all these different things, but it's all the most sporadic, weird shit of all time. It's, some of it's pretty weird, right? Okay. The first thing is weird is the the Lucifer. Lucifer, the giant horse that killed its creator. Yes, there we go. So, <laughs> <laughs> I like how nonchalant yeah, that you know, that off pretty well. I mean, this yeah, is day it? one Denver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's pretty, pretty <laughs> straightforward. Isn't it every fucking airport? <laughs> <laughs> so, Blucifer, you Lucifer at Kingswood Smith? <laughs> yeah. So, at the front of the airport, there's a 32 feet, 10 meter high stallion, stallion mm-hmm. uh, that's like electric blue with glowing red eyes yeah its eyes light up wow. it's very spooky and it's, so it's an enormous That's, big okay. fucking horse but as sam said david lynch designed this airport well yeah. it, hold it, on brother <laughs> you're not far off yeah. <laughs> yeah. so 1992 uh was it was when it was commissioned for three hundred thousand bucks they pay this artist um uh, a guy called yemenez um to make it the airport opened in 98 and still wasn't ready and it still wasn't ready in 2006 and the airport sued the guy and he was like, fuck, all right, I better start making this fucking horse. <laughs> so he turned around to start building it or finishing it off. And then a part of the horse, it's 10 meters, it's about the size of a school bus, right? Okay. It's enormous. Yeah. Uh, the part of the horse, the back legs or whatever, like, fell off a thing and landed on the guy, the artist, and killed him. Crushed him, yeah. Crushed him. And so it had to be completed by his family and uh, friends and everything. And eventually it was installed in... 2008 um and uh yeah there's a lot of um a lot of people who hate it and they want rid of it and they they were upset about it's noted it's noted for its prominent veins scrotum and anus (laughs) yeah as well as overall phallic quality i was gonna ask is the dick in there yeah it's pretty pretty prominent anus as well yeah i mean it's got an anus i guess it's It's not a modest horse anus (laughs) (laughs) you know like most giant fucking evil stallion statues imagine a horse and there's like a 10 meter fucking horse it's gonna have a big anus right (laughs) but it's real fucking freaky man it's it's real scary as shit so that's when you walk like that's at the front of the airport right that's when you drive in right before you do the diversion pass to the two terminals yeah yeah yeah. and it stands Mm -hmm. out like anything the other then, thing is the uh, sorry. Yeah. No, go ahead. No, I mean, are the you going to talk about the mural? Uh, the mural's next. Bro. In, the, this one's next. So also it's shaped. Oh, you got it's it's shaped like a swath. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. So the, the, the runways, oh, okay. the runways, yeah. from, <laughs> the runways are shaped like a swastika from above, which yeah. is also yeah. like you know, it's like well, it's from above. It's like most people see it from above, yeah. by the way, you know, yeah. as you're coming in. Uh, so that's obviously the reds highlighted. Yeah. When you take away the red, it's like yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. <laughs> but these are like these are other runways. Like if you, you know what I mean. This is like you could draw that on. You could draw that onto a lot of things. You got to be right? looking for that. You got to be looking for it, right? Mm-hmm. But so, but it is a fucking swastika ultimately yeah. yeah and they're and they're the airport are like look that's the best way to fucking run yeah. you know we can have cross efficient design and gets everything on design. time yeah. yeah that's exactly mm-hmm. right yeah. they, um, they're using it in the hindu way the hindu yeah, swastika. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but i just love how it's like what's the conspiracy that there'd be like some secret then like we have to make a swastika of the air, like, yeah, like yeah, it doesn't yeah. prove it doesn't, it doesn't there's we no only, we've only got it. gates 14 and 88 yeah yeah, 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 yeah exactly nice. um <laughs> someone's done his research <laughs> <laughs> yeah he knows I'm a the Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> i dabble yeah, yeah. <laughs> isn't it funny when you make the 1488 joke and you're like Oh, the people who get that now think I'm with them. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a dog whistle. <laughs> get a couple of, like nods at a crowd. And yeah. like, this guy gets. <laughs> this one is the mural is uh, fucked, crazy. There's it's a bunch of them. This is the craziest one. Indefensible. Um, it's not Hitler. I don't know how to explain it. But can, let I'll, me let me try and explain it to the boys. Please. So you have a man wearing some kind of like a death giver mask, like an SS, like uh, all black, and he's got a mask on. And then there's a bunch of kids from all over the world, like with conical hats. And then there's like, oh, there's the Caribbean kid with the fruit basket on his head, you know? <laughs> so you just have every, every child from the, uh, the kaleidoscope of a uh, melanin available in human skin. And he's just walking along with like a fucking gas gun, <laughs> just <laughs> delivering it to them. Yeah. So there's, th- there's, there's three murals. This is one what? of them. So it's this, and it's. Uh, that's not even the bad that's one. Not, dude. Uh, th- that's not the bad one. <laughs> <laughs> that one. Yeah, there's another one where he literally has like a gas gun. But yeah, I mean, try and explain yeah. what's going on. Yeah, yeah. That, I'll pull up the. That was the to me. That was the oh, crazy big one too. But there's a big old he, scythe. He has a. He has a. Again, he has like a Nazi style stormtroopery mask. Well, let's not assume. <laughs> well, this was the girl and the. You know. Also, what looks like a lot of sad mothers holding dead babies. Yeah, there's yeah. a sad. There's and uh, he's got and a nice ma- bird. Yeah, there's a very nice bird. <laughs> yeah. The, the, yeah, the bird of peace. Um, it's I'm trying to find this other one that you because the, there is three of the most, but like some yeah, of them wow. are really like really out of place rainbow. They look very too. colorful and fun, and then you oh. actually look into it and you're like, what the hell is going on? The Deathbringers and allies. That's yeah. why the rainbow. Yeah. Is yeah. There's this yeah. other one here where there's like a the, the world's on fire and these animals are dying, yeah. and uh, and and it's just it's just and so this is weird. in the airport. This is in the airport in yeah. the terminal. Yeah. And, and what to so so and also there's a series of tunnels underneath the airport. Yeah. And there's a whole train system that takes you to and from the terminals. And as you're riding the train, you can see all of these offshoots, and no one has any idea where these tunnels go to. But when they do like um, uh, like geological uh, you know, like fucking X-ray photos of it, you can see there's a whole world underneath mm, there. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. 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 So that was the other thing was the tunnels where they say that um, I'm trying to find what, what the, the, there's all this so the other thing is the airport has now leaned into this right oh yeah yeah so there's like a whole page on their website like this is why that's a thing so the tunnels they're saying that it's 10 there's like 10 miles of tunnels underneath the airport are we under an airport what's that rumbling oh the, uh, we're, we're we live on the a little path. bit of the flight oh, yeah. path yeah, here yeah, right, yeah, cool. yeah. but um, they're, they're, we're about to get 9-11 <laughs> <mid-podcast. laughs> that'd be good for the pod honestly. yeah <laughs> it could only help fellas <laughs> 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 
So the tunnels were an automated baggage handling system that was attempted in the 90s and never worked. That's mm-hmm. their explanation. But there's just miles and miles. And it's also not far from like one of the like nuclear bunkers in, oh, well, it's not NORAD. Far, it's like NORAD. It's in like, a mountain. Yeah, which mm-hmm. is I don't know, like 50 miles, 100 miles away or something. So it's mm-hmm. not that close. But it's so the conspiracy is that it's a secret underground like city mm-hmm. for the government if the gov if dc get the, ever get got the elites straight get the, the elites there, right? world order all yeah. That kind of yeah. Stuff. Yeah. yeah yeah so that was another one there's a there's a friggin playing all the hits ca- capstone oh yeah. yeah there's a capstone the denver national airport with the freemason sign mm-hmm. and then it says it's d- opened by the new world airport commission yeah. <laughs> which is so on the nose yeah <laughs> it's like did we just go with the first fucking idea we yeah. spent all in the meeting yeah, yeah one rewrite would help yeah, i know <laughs> get and Pat and oswald on. <laughs> but then no one knows what like they can't find no. this company no like, there's never a thing <laughs> no. it's like like it, no one can explain what the hell that is uh-huh. and it's like it is the freemate like it is a stone tablet so yeah. it's like maybe the Freemasons were ma- they are Masons, but also yeah. Come on, man, fucking you know, understand. And go, just going back yeah. to the mural, do, do we know who painted them? Like yeah, who's the local just artist? Guy. Some guy named like Goebbels or Goebbels. <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, he's Argentinian. <laughs> um, the What's gu- the brief on this as well? They're like, we want to welcome people to the beautiful city of Denver. Can we have like? A death squad murdering yeah. children. Yeah. I think it's just they paid. They said, let's do some murals. You some do crazy you. artist was just like, this will be fucking the best. Well, those kids smelt bad. <laughs> <laughs> and as we saw from yeah, the, the guys yeah, the, fire. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> fucking smelling um, everyone. And uh, there's two, there's gargoyles that are like floating around like like a Gargoyles like, are actually cool. Yeah, gargoyles yeah, rock, they're yeah. cool. But they add to it and the airport actually were like, Oh, uh, they leaned into it. So there's a third gargoyle now that like talks. Do you, have you seen this one? No. Yeah, there's one that like apparently like is an animatronic gargoyle mm-hmm. uh, that talks to people. And, and they stuff also like have that. like signs because they're going through this giant uh, uh, refurbishing because the airport was not built for. The, it's now it's like the second largest airport in America mm. after Atlanta because so many flights go through there because it's right in the middle of America. So it's like it wasn't built for the fucking payload that it receives. So now they're building everything and they'll just be like a lizard with a construction helmet on. Mm. And it's like, hey, sorry for. RMS making way for the lizard people to build their castles. Yeah, yeah, they went all the way. They in. really oh, lean wow. into it. Yeah, They're hiding yeah. in plain sight. That's what <laughs> that that awesome. so the gargoyle says. Welcome to the Illuminati headquarters. I mean Denver International Airport. Like that's <laughs> really? right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's kind of fun. The other one, it which is kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, it is pretty cool. The other one that was weird was it. Uh, the last one was that in the movie Close Encounters of the Third Kind, the aliens give coordinates to the humans of like west 104 like at latitude longitude or you know or whatever and that and apparently that is the Denver international airport and the reality what? is it's not so close it's actually a coordinates that's that's 50 miles northwest of the airport which is still pretty close you <laughs> yeah, know that, that's yeah. pretty fucking wild yeah, that's yeah. literally like some blot that's like you know 20 minutes drive or whatever it is away from the airport so there's all these little completely disconnected weird things that all add up to this mythos that yeah. the airport now just fully lean into, which is pretty cool. I like that. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Better it than yeah, fucking any airport here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Some you know overpriced Cooper's Brewery where you pay fifteen dollars for a fucking schooner. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted to talk about. Good I just work. got a couple of um reviews here mm-hmm. of the local <laughs> ones. The McDonald's in uh in Elizabeth, which is brand new. Is it? There was no McDonald's until I think it. My dad waited in line uh, in the drive-thru and he got the first chicken sandwich. He told me, oh, <laughs> "Yeah, man, don't nice. eat that. Frame that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> pull, that the, pull that in the pool room. It's been yeah, yeah. 
It's, yeah, it's right next to my baby shoes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, they're obviously still training. Don't the ask staff. them to choose what one yeah, in yeah. the event of a house fire. <laughs> they're obviously still training these staff because one of the reviews is one star. I'm not one to, guy to complain, but the food was wrong. And I saw with my own eyes the server at the counter take a fry out of my bag and eat it, <laughs> <laughs> which I love. That's Hell yeah. Go Cardinals. <laughs> uh, and then there was one that is just a classic where someone – they go one star ask for no onions and i guess that made someone mad and they've got a photo where someone's dumped just an absurd amount of onions onto their burger <laughs> oh, after yeah. asking for zero yeah. um but God. then they shouldn't they shouldn't be allowed to have and mcdonald's are too fancy for these animals yeah, yeah. they shouldn't it's, <laughs> they they don't need this technology <laughs> well have you ever been there's another local place here called catalina's diner oh yeah you, catalina's you're aware <laughs> yeah this place has <laughs> for mixed reviews. Do you mean the other restaurant? You've got to drive 30 minutes to get groceries. I assume yeah. the diner in town is the diner yeah. in town. There's well, now, a- though, there's a Walmart and there's a Safeway in town. But oh, like wow. When I was a wee lad, there was uh, fucking Geeson's. And Geeson's was just the grocery store, and it sold like tinned fish and, uh, and like sausage. And uh, my dad played poker with Dennis Geeson, the guy who owned it. And he was like, <laughs> I hope this place fails because it does. I'm going to burn it to the ground. <laughs> and then one day, Geeson's just happened to burn down. <laughs> yeah. After the Safeway crippled it, there was a grease fire in the fucking fried chicken restaurant that came in two days before. Wow. And it torched. Yeah. After your dad just smoked Geeson at poker and yeah, looked, he yeah. still lost yeah. all his money. Yeah. He's like, i got to start a fire. Yeah, once the insurance money comes in, the pots on yeah. that poker game are going to be yeah. mysteriously <laughs> large. Um, one star for Catalina's. And I just love, like, we, we love a local review here, but I love one where the guy's just given, like, way too much information. And he goes, this place used to be great. When we first went here back in 2015 through 2018, we loved the food. But now in 2019, myself and other family members have had the runs the day after eating here. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't from eating the same things. I had calzone one time and the steak fajitas the next time with the same results. I don't know what the problem is, but this didn't used to happen. I don't like to go to places that give me and my family members diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. I don't know. I think he's out pretty far on that limb. (laughs) (laughs) So multiple times? Like he's going multiple times? He's going back for more. When he was there before, it wasn't Catalina's Diner. It was a different place. Because that's like one of the few places that has an industrial kitchen in Elizabeth. So it's just been a different restaurant every three years since I was like six years old. So it's the same building, just rotating cars. Let's ask you, dipshit. You fucking got a calzone the first time. (laughs) And then you got the beef fajitas the next time. (laughs) There hasn't been a menu change. (laughs) (laughs) Do the math. Yeah, that's that's a fucking clue. Um, Uh, And I wanted to ask you about this place, which is just outside of Elizabeth, called the Rambler Ranch. Have you ever been there? Um, is that the one where they, is it like the wounded animals and they take in like uh, developmentally disabled kids and they put the kids on horseback or vice versa? <laughs> no. <laughs> no? Uh, it's a place with 800 vintage cars. It's I like a dude's museum. Some like local rich guy. Never who, heard of it. He was, um, this bloke was the son of, um, what's his name? It was Kissinger. But he was the, <laughs> s- <laughs> the son of Henry Kissinger. Yes, no, he was the son of the guy who started a local company called Kissinger Petroleum. And he was a gay dude and he met his husband. What? In Elizabeth? Apparently, yeah. How did he survive? <laughs> I don't know. Well, yeah. He, they described I mean, it as a compound. They got 800 cars to put everyone off the scent. They had probably. to build the compound yeah, to keep that, him safe. Exactly right. <laughs> so they could kiss in peace. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they started with like five acres and 30 cars in 93. Um, and then the Kissinger dude, he died. And um, his husband was like, well, 
basically just wanted to do the shrine because he loved classic cars. And so it went from five acres, 30 cars, to a 165-acre compound with 800 vintage cars. And they're all like restored to perfection. It looks like like Jay Leno's garage. It's called seen. Kissinger what? Uh, it's called Rambler Ranch. Um, but they all like he's he's moved all this stuff like it's like a '60s vintage thing. Like he's got like a showroom that's just set up like a '60s house, like a you know something out of the Brady Bunch. Yeah, right. mm. um, but yeah, I just didn't know if you'd ever been. It looked pretty pretty cool. No, he's got uh, like all his old Kelvinator. So it's a stuff. museum. Like people go and look at. It's not just some yeah. weird crazy hoarder. Well, he lives there, um, but people just yeah come to poke around. He's got like a '50s diner that he's just built in that it's not like an operating diner. Bro, I've never heard of this place. You got to get there. Uh, it's not top priority. Actually, a wife. We've got to head back early, actually. Uh, <laughs> Maybe. We're flying <laughs> private. <laughs> we got to go back. To a short. Yeah. 800 cars. Yeah, to go to a novelty in the shithole I'm from. Yeah. I've seen a car before, lad. Uh, weird, yeah. yeah. It's right, right by Bubba Haas's house. That's weird. Uh, by whose house? Bubba Haas. Who's that? He was a kid that I grew up with. We played football. <laughs> Didn't together. come up in the race. Bubba Hoss is a yeah. fucking sick football name. Yeah. So Bubba would linebacker. He, no, he was a center, and I was I was we were on the offensive line together. But uh, what the fuck? This is crazy. I've never heard of this place. Bubba, the first day he went to, he's since gone on to become a very uh, good like financial guy. He lives in London now, which is crazy because he was homeschooled. But uh, <clears throat> his first day of school, they had everyone's names on the desk, and he wandered around the room. His real name is Michael, and he was looking, and he goes up to the teacher because when's class about to start, and he's like, "Oh, there's, there's not the, there's not, there's no Bubba. Where am I supposed to go?" And she was like, "What?" And he's like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm Bubba." And she's like, "What's your last name?" And she was like, "Oh, Michael Haas." And he went. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is my name. <laughs> that rules. That's great. <laughs> and the the high school football team that that's the Cardinals, right? Oh yeah, it's the Cardinals. I did look look them up, but I didn't yes. say like, are they like locally a pretty good team? Are they? So I think two years after I graduated, I was all state 04 and 05 offensive line. Ooh, shit, yeah. uh, first team all state too. Okay. All right, okay. not honorable mention, and. Uh, <laughs> And then this, I think that they won the state championship two years after I graduated. I mean, I, I think that they've been demoted from th when I played, it was 3A. Now they're 2A because the city shrunk even more. So I can't say that they're of any real uh, renowned, but mm -hmm. yeah, we had a lot of pride. Great stadium. A lot of money went into it that could have gone into, you know, uh, <laughs> a women's uh, locker room. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it could have gone into uh, paintbrushes or, uh, you know, Anything, but it was a grand expenditure and it was a great place to, to play yeah, ball. Yeah. yeah, man. So you were playing football in high school, but were you like an arty kid who played football or were you like a jock? I was a man of all. I served everyone. Uh, I mean, I was student council president. Uh, I was, uh, was in the thespian society. I did everything because it was just like the sound was so small that if you didn't do shit after school, you just went home. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like we would all like we eventually when you could drive, you could meet up in front of the Safeway and like drink 3.2 beer and uh, try and bum cigarettes. But there was nothing to do. So, yeah, year round I was in sports and when I wasn't in sports, I was in theater. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was just small enough. And also, like I went to kindergarten through graduation with most of these kids. 
So, like, if you wanted to become, like, the, you know, the artistic affected girl with a rat tail, you know, it's like, look, I know you're being pretentious now, uh, but I remember when you threw up in third grade all over the back of Andy <laughs> Quinn's head. So, it's like, you, you couldn't really stray too far from who you authentically were because yeah. we knew each other so well. Totally. Yeah. So, yeah. So, there was, like, no, like, the skateboarders hung out with the fucking cowboys, hung out with the jocks. Like, there was really no uh, class uh, division. Because it was yeah. just so small. You, your friends were your friends, and they happened to start painting their fingernails black one day, and you're like, all right, you're still Tyler Pollock, you know? <laughs> yeah. It was fine. There's nothing crazy. Yeah. No no, no town rival, no small town nearby. Oh, brother. Yes. Which for one? For sure. Parker, Colorado. We fucking hated those kids. Ponderosa High School, Chaparral High School, because they were rich kids. Yeah, that's and, right. Uh, not that we grew up like, you know, chasing a tire down the street <laughs> you know it wasn't like we all went halves on a birthday cake every year like there were still there were people you know we had had a fucking car and, mm -hmm. and my parents you know had nice jobs but uh these kids lived in douglas county lived in parker and they thought they were so much better than us but we would go to the parties in parker because they would have their fucking mcmansions that they lived in and we would show up and we would just descend on them like locusts <laughs> um and we would all leather. You guys have letter jackets here in high school nope. sports. Uh, you, know? you get your name on the back of a jacket. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah and it no. has all your accolades. Like you get like patches and, and medals and whatever. Mm. So letter jackets were a super important part of. I lettered my freshman year, so I had a jacket my entire time I was in high school. And you would go into Parker, you'd see like a kid with a Ponderosa jacket on. And right away, it was like, well, we have to follow that kid through the store. We have to gang stalk him until he leaves <laughs> <laughs> or until he runs into a larger batch of boys mm. in leather jackets. And then we will and become followed. the prey. And yeah, we'll get out of there. like Pac-Man, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so we would go to their houses. And uh, when Elizabeth kids showed up, they'd be like, no, no. Like, it was like a bunch of war criminals showed yeah, up. Yeah. And I remember we, uh, we would do this great gig gag where we would... Uh, you would pretty much terrorize a kid until he locked himself in his bedroom, and then you would flip all the furniture over inside of his parents' house. You would flip the TV yes. over. You would flip the fucking bookcases over, all the chairs, everything you get your hands on. One time, we took the tires off of a kid's car. <laughs> we, like, put it up on jacks and pulled his tires off. Flip them over and put them back on. Well, no, we locked them in his trunk. Oh, And no. then we put the keys in there, too. Oh, fucking <laughs> hell. Man, this is an elaborate gag. Oh. I mean, you say gag. It was, it was Terrorism. Uh, yeah, 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 man. It was bad, but yeah. That's we, unreal. So you guys are the feral, like, poor kids from nearby. That, and again, I don't want to say we were poor, but like, yeah, we, but we're, from, we their, were, from their view, right? They're yes, like, yeah. From their ivory tower. From their ivory they, tower. They spit down upon us. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, and like, you know, the girls that went to their school would be like, oh, they're Elizabeth boys. They're bad. And it's like, <laughs> we're not bad. We just smell like cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And like, we showed up in like a 1993 fucking, you know, Nissan Pathfinder yeah. instead of the brand new car that this kid has. Mm -hmm. But then, even more so Elbert, Kiowa, Simla, these smaller towns in Elbert County, when those kids would show up to our parties, it was like, call the cops. <laughs> <laughs> these people are mutants, man. <laughs> you know? Lifting the whole house upside down. Dude, like they would like I remember one kid showed up to a fucking like we had a big fight at the skate park. And uh, it was a bunch of kids from, I think, Elbert, and then a bunch of Elizabeth kids. And, uh, you know, the fist, it was that thing when you're a child and you're like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to badger you, you know, but you, no one wants to make a move. Mm. Well, this one kid from uh, Elbert just got in the middle of, like, the two warring sides with a can of bear mace and just spun in a circle. <laughs> 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 so there was no victors that day, what but he did, he did blind everybody <laughs> 36 hours. Yeah. That rules. Yeah, they're right. crazy, dude. I've got a story that's not Elizabeth. It's another small town in Colorado, and I hope you two have not heard this. Okay. And I hope you, Sam, have yeah. heard this. This is a story about a guy named Marvin Hemeyer uh, in uh, 
Granby. Oh, Granby. Oh, dude. Yeah. Oh, yes. So this is a guy (laughs) in the 1990s. He owns a small welding shop. Can I vape in here? Yeah, go for it. Thanks, man. Uh, He makes a living repairing mufflers. So he'd purchase some land, build a shop in 1992. Over the years, he kind of, he agrees to sell his land to a concrete company. They're building a plant. Uh, Negotiations are tense. He'd having trouble agreeing with the company on a price. In 2001, the city improved the construction of this concrete plant. And <laughs> isn't it? This is like the greatest story. Yeah. And it's so cool you guys haven't heard it. I don't think I have. Man, it's like I, you don't know I where haven't, it's going. I haven't yeah, right. said because like if you say the headline of the story, it gives it away. Okay, okay. And the headline is just such a cool one word headline that you're just like, oh fuck, I gotta look into this. Yeah. Okay, okay, uh, okay. And so oh, I should also credit that I found this on a place called All That's Interesting. Like a, it's got a lot of articles written about it, but this is the place where I cribbed it from. So uh, basically, the city approved the construction of the concrete plan and he zones the land next to Hemeyer's for use. And this guy, Hemeyer, he's so mad because he uses this land to get between his home and his shop. So he petitions the city to have the property rezoned to prevent construction of the plan, but he gets rejected on multiple occasions. So two years later, 2003... He emerges from his lair. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Marvin Hemeyer decided he had had enough. (laughs) A few years earlier, he had purchased a bulldozer with with the intention of using it to create an alternative route to his muffler shop. So that was, he was going to use the bulldozer to get from his home to the muffler shop. Now, however, it would serve a new purpose as his weapon of destruction. And this is the headline of the article. The Killdozer. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I have heard this. Killdozer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember so, this. Over the course of about a year and a half, Marvin Hemeyer customized his Komatsu D355A bulldozer for his rampage. It's Japanese he made. Added, <laughs> he added armored plates mm-hmm. covering most of the cabin, engine, and parts of the tracks. Bulletproof cr- plates. Yeah. Fuck yeah. He created the armor himself using a concrete mix poured between sheets of steel. As the armor covered much of the cabin, a video camera was mounted on the exterior for visibility. I forgot about that. <laughs> so he has a video camera on there so he could see inside. And this is covered by three-inch bulletproof plastic. Inside the makeshift cockpit were two monitors on which Hemeyer could observe his destruction. There were also fans and an air conditioner to keep him cool. Yeah. And then finally... That's important. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a mini bar. Yeah. So when finally, you're going to have your revenge, <laughs> yeah. you don't want to be sweating yeah. during yeah. it. It's follow all OH&S. Uh, so finally, he fashions three gun ports yeah, and he hell. outfits them with a 50 caliber rifle, a 308 semi-automatic and a 22 long rifle. <laughs> According to authorities, once he'd sealed himself inside the cockpit, it would have been impossible for him to have gotten out uh-huh. and they don't believe he ever wanted to. When his killdozer was finished, he readied himself for his attack. And on June 4, 2004, he sealed himself inside the cockpit and he set out for Granby. There's also, like, some good stuff about uh, how, like, he left a bunch of, like, manifestos about, like, pushing a man too far and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah sure. This is what makes a man start fires. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so he drives the machine out of his shop through the wall of his own shop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then, <Light> man. <laughs> he, then he plows through... The concrete plan, the town hall, a newspaper office, a former judge's widow's home, a hardware store, and and other homes. Because authorities realized that every building that he bulldozed had some connection to Hemeyer and his battle 
to With get that land back. Zoning. So Sorry, every everyone. zoning thing, he was like, I'm fucking going for you. And then when the, ju- the judge who got in the way is dead, right. he's just like, well, I'll fucking get the <laughs> widow. Get the like, widow. Yeah. So uh, it says, authorities tried to destroy the vehicle multiple times. The oh. killdozer proved resistant <laughs> to small arms fire and resistant to explosives. Shit. Indeed, the rounds fired at the tractor during the rampage had no ill effect. For two hours and seven minutes, Marvin Hemeyer and his killdozer pummeled through the town, yeah. damaging 13 buildings and knocking out gas services to City Hall. Yeah. Such a panic ensued that the governor considered authorizing the National Guard to attack with Apache helicopters and an anti-tank missile. Luckily, they didn't have to. Yeah. Mm. The attacks were in place, and had Hemeyer not wedged himself in the basement of a store, they would have been carried out. Yeah. So they were going to oh, call in. They tried Apache. everything against yeah. it besides a hole. Yeah. <laughs> so they were going to call out the Apaches and the anti-tank missiles. But a pothole defeated him. Yeah. Oh, wow. So he was trying to bulldoze a hardware store called Gambles. And then he got the killdozer stuck in the foundation. And so he's stuck in there. He can't reverse out. He can't get out. He's sealed in. What do you think he did? Oh, no. The only he, brave thing. Yeah, yeah, the only thing he can do. He shot himself in the head. Yeah. Uh, Painted to, the roof. <laughs> <laughs> to avoid capture and leave the world on his own terms. Yeah. It says, despite the nearly $7 million in property damage done to the town of Granby, not a single human besides Hemeyer was killed during the rampage. This is largely because of reverse 911 system was used to notify residents of the killdozer so they could get out of the way in time. <laughs> what a Which text rocks. message like, again. Oh, yeah, killdozer alert. There's a killdozer, a killdozer alert. coming through town. Yeah, the guy who came up with that system was like, you all said I was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but I have a killdozer button on the town. You laughed me out of that meeting. Look at me now. <laughs> After, uh, Can I just say, killdozer, he didn't call, He never wrote down in the manifesto killdozer? Or I did that, that so. a journalist I don't think flare? so. That oh, might that be. Would rule. But like, if, if he, he had called, a much yeah, name if he for called it. it, yeah, if he called it boom truck or something, <laughs> yeah, 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 and they're like, we can't run with yeah. that shit. You know? yeah. After the dust settled, authorities searched Hemeyer's home and found notes and audio tape that outlined his motivations. They also learned that several men had visited Hemeyer's shop over the years and did not notice the killdozer. <laughs> <laughs> what are you working on? That emboldened Hemeyer, so he was like, so he'd have people over and they'd be like, yeah, you're gonna help me weld stuff, and he'd be like, hey, we look to the left, and like, yeah, cool, nice. Bulldozer, and he's like, yeah. "Fuck, they didn't notice the killdozer." So we didn't have, like have a giant tarp over it or anything. It's just no, no, it was nobody out. asked about. It was and just so, a bolt. They just yeah. didn't notice that it had a freaking cannon on it. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a caterpillar so, truck. Yeah, the fact that no one commented that, like. It, it could have all been stopped if someone was like, what's that, a killdozer? <laughs> like, but uh, I'm going with vendetta vehicle. Because <laughs> <laughs> no one said anything. He was like, fuck, all right, I'll go ahead and start killdozing. <laughs> and uh, basically the state took it. They uh, took it apart. They sold it for scrap. They sent pieces to dozens of scrapyards. <laughs> to scrap another yards. guy building a killdozer. Well, <laughs> that's, scrapping that? No, that's true. They sent it to dozens of scrapyards around the state to stop admirers of Hemai he- from snatching a piece because it became clear that the killdozer was going to be a subject of fascination There's which a lot is of because like afterwards he became kind of a folk hero yeah. because people say like oh he's a victim of government right and he mm, fucking rose up and took right, him on with yeah. his killdozer he didn't kill anyone it was never yeah. his intention to kill like a well, lot of people have himself. said that like he purposefully didn't try and kill anyone even though there are records of him opening fire on the cops and stuff yeah. <laughs> yeah. guys oh, are a warning so shot like so imagine. like the people who love him and think he's a folk hero like he only did it to do property damage he never tried to kill people and then kind of the official record is like well if it wasn't for the reverse 911 calls he probably would have killed people but yeah. we're kind yeah. of at an it's impasse got the kill right those now. Us, yeah. you know what i mean so he's 
like that fucking Armand Bundy or whatever that guy's name is, right? Like the Bundy Ranch. Bundy Ranch. Ranch. No, that yeah. guy was a fucking coward. He just occupied a post office. Yeah, but we yeah, just but like locked himself have, in his room. But don't you know? a lot of people love that guy? I don't well, know. yeah, it's it's the same fringe element. Well, not, not this guy, but that those admirers are like the whole like government is and the a few problem people have compared him to um. Ted Kaczynski. For sure. Yeah. Sure, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah right. And then uh, the, it says, the most revealing note that he left behind was this one. I was always willing to be reasonable until I had to be unreasonable. <laughs> oh. Sometimes reasonable men must do unreasonable things. Yeah. Yes. That quote you can get on like a Gadsden flag now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like the do not tread on me, don't yeah. tread on me yeah. flag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, those are all over. That's the tagline to the movie for sure. So like, the movie is interesting because so many people have tried to uh, make it into a movie. Most famously, the guys who did South Park, I think, had the rights to it for a while. And I think a kill dozer movie finally came out, but it was really bad. <laughs> yeah, it didn't There's hold a candle. There's definitely a documentary made about it, but I haven't. I didn't see anything. Maybe that's about what I'm thinking. Of. Didn't see anything about like a dramatization movie of it. So well, it's still up for grabs, baby. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of the um, South Park guys, they did the their first movie, Cannibal, was about Alfred Packer, who's yeah the cannibal, right? Is that mm-hmm. something like was that? Do you get taught that story in school? No, they leave. They leave that. They out. leave. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Do you know about these like weird like because there's so much of that like Colorado, the West in general. That you know the eight the 19th century is full of just insane people who are seeking their fortune out in the hills and stuff, right? Yeah, I mean Denver started as a as a raria was what it was called, and it was a mining camp for the guys who would get the gold from uh, the Rocky Mountains, which are right there. But if you think about it, the true madmen are the people who got to Denver and they were like. What are those things over there? Oh, those insurmountable 14,000-story peaks or foot, foot peaks. And then they kept going. Mm-hmm. So the people who actually made it past, those people are wild. Like yeah, The whole yeah. westward expansion of America is like, you know, for better or for worse. Yes, were there multiple genocides? <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, like, you guys haven't pulled a couple of those <laughs> yeah, whoopsies? Listen, yeah, Yeah, sure, yeah sure. I keep seeing the signs whose land we're on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah, so, uh, yeah, it's Colorado is, is a home to... Um, to madmen and freaks, yeah. and uh, it's kind of the Australia of the states because a pe- bunch of people who landed there like didn't mean to land there. They got driven out of Kentucky, out of Missouri. Missouri. There's religious zealots. There's a bunch of uh, people who were shipped there to like build railroads against their will. Mm. You know, it's a lot of like indentured servitude went into Colorado. Yeah, right, yeah, right, right. right. So, and because yeah. Denver's pretty liberal, right? From a Denver's a liberal political hub, point Boulder's a liberal hub, and then you have Colorado Springs, which is the home to like fundamentalist Christians in America, like people mm. who think that dinosaur bones were hidden by the devil to prank us you know <laughs> like that's right down that's an hour south of denver yeah um, but then they, like because isn't that lauren bogue like there's some real Bobert, like yeah, yeah the real like repo- hardcore republican she's country. on the western slope right she's uh she's grand junction uh which is pretty much utah like, right no okay, one really okay. gives a shit about grand junction yeah, yeah, right, she right, can right. have it um <laughs> it sucks dude. but like there must be a real like as a state it must be quite polarizing like in terms of like it's really purple man uh it's a little it's it's the birthplace of the american libertarian party colorado is hey on my land i'm going to throw raves and i'm going to have uh people without genders fuck each other on a tarp <laughs> under the moonlight okay very good on my land i'm going to have a private gun range yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah. we're gonna fly fucking trump flags mm-hmm. hey you do what you want over there I'll do what I, I mean, gay marriage is a protected right. Abortion is a protected right, uh, as is marijuana's protected right. Also, you can own all the guns you want. Like, mm. it's a very purple place, a very mm. unique place, and mm. it occupies a weird space politically. We have the first openly gay governor, I think, mm. uh, at least in the Rocky Mountain region, uh, Jared Polis. He's cool. 
Uh, did he bang one of my sister's friends? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is this kid hot as hell? Yeah. <laughs> and Polis looks like a fucking thumb with eyelashes. He's a freak. And my sister's buddy's a real hot piece of makeup ass. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I, I'm very proud to be from Colorado. Hell but I'm yeah. from the eastern part of the state, which no one gives a shit about. Right. Yeah. Right? It's just maligned, forgotten. It's effectively <laughs> Kansas. Yeah, right. Did, well, like, you know, mentioning Colorado's full of freaks and all these sort of misfits and stuff, was there anyone growing up? Up in your town or surrounds just like the local eccentric dude that Carl Looney <laughs> appropriately named Carl Looney his son Kevin Looney was a year younger than me Carl and my dad went to high school together and uh, Carl my dad's favorite story about Carl was uh, in high school um, he had a he Carl had like punk rock hair this was like 70 he had a mohawk in like 1973 in yeah. eastern Colorado my dad's from the same town I'm from so Carl is in a wrestling match, and right before the match, they make him shave his hair, but somehow he manages to hide a rat tail <laughs> down the back of it. So he goes into the ring with a rat tail, and uh, they made him wrestle up because the team hated him, so they made him wrestle up against this kid who was like four-time state champion who went on to wrestle for the American national team. And uh, everyone's like, Carl, just lay down. He's going to fucking break you in half. He's going to go good, <laughs> Carl. And Carl flips his rat tail out of the back of his singlet somehow, and he's like, don't worry, I got this. They go up to shake hands, and the guy says, I'm going to crush you. And Carl says, kiss my ass. And then the guy immediately grabs him by his rat tail and just bashes him against the mat. <laughs> so this man goes on. His progeny end up uh, living in this very small house in the middle of town. Um, and they built this little shack that we affectionately called the Crab Shack. And inside the Crab Shack... All the kids from town would go, and we would. That was like the first place I ate LSD. That's we would get forty ounces from Carl because Carl was just a fall down drunk at that point. And if you bought him some beer, he would make sure that a couple fell off to the kids, right? So yes, Carl Looney was constantly being found in the parking lot at Safeway, face down at like three in the afternoon. Because after a while, all the liquor stores quit selling him liquor, so he moved on to hand sanitizer. <laughs> and once the hand sanitizer embargo was in place, he moved on to drinking. Um, uh, isopropyl alcohol, it's like rubbing Clean, alcohol. Rubbing oh, alcohol. oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. So he burned himself out. Somehow he's alive. My mom dead. <laughs> but Carl's still kicking. He's, he's still in town. Yeah. Fucking hell. And whenever you saw Carl, he'd say, hey, Pocky. And you'd go, what's up, Carl? And he'd say, tough guys rule. And you'd say, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just got like stuck on this script. So all he could say, he would call people Pocky, and they'd say, tough guys rule. And then he would, you know, lay down outside and wake up. He was red. He was just a red <laughs> man. <laughs> I remember oh, once I was in the graveyard trying to make out with a girl, and like <laughs> it was nighttime, and uh, I was like, "Oh, what's that?" And she was like, "Stop trying to scare me." And I'm like, "No, seriously, what the fuck is it?" It's Carl Looney. He <laughs> 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 woke up from a grove of trees in the graveyard, and he's like, "Hey, you're Dave's boy. How's he doing?" And I was like, "Tough Good. guys rule." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, sure. Tough yeah. guys wear protection. <laughs> remember that kid? No, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> and his wife would just beat him in front of us. Oh. We'd be in the crab shack. She'd be like, "God damn it, Carl! You forgot to pay the goddamn garbage bill. What are we gonna do, Carl? It's fucking piling up." And he'd be like, "I don't know, bitch." And then she'd come in, just punch him in the throat. Oh. Her big thing was just like larynx punch. Oh, and then Carl God. would be like, "Oh, boys, give me someone, bum me a GPC." <laughs> Grabs him by the rat's tail and swings him around. He got rid of the rat tail. Uh, he had a friend who would come in, and we would be drunk in the crab shack drinking three two beer, and he'd come in, and I wore a bunch of flannel shirts. He'd come in and just be like, 
hey, Paul Bunyan, where's your ox? And I was like, I don't know, Greg. I don't know where the ox is. And he's like, you give me any lip, I'm going to fuck you, boy. I remember he said that. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like 15. And there was a bunch of like, you know, some of the worst kids in town were in there. And we were all like, what do we do? (laughs) This man just threatened to fuck me. I'm the biggest one. If he fucks me, surely you're all in jeopardy. You're all in trouble now. Yeah. Carl, dude. Crazy, dude. Carl and Looney's his real name. L-O-N-N-E-Y. Jesus Christ, man. Um, well, speaking of big red freaks, um, <laughs> <laughs> we got here. I just wanted to run this guy because I was looking at just like people from, yeah, Denver sort of area, Colorado, and um, I had no idea, but Dwayne Chapman is from Denver, Colorado. Yeah, Dog the Bounty Hunter. Otherwise known as Dog, ah, Dog the Bounty Hunter. Yeah, yep. sweet. And I had a bit of a look because like, you He's know, cancelled, right? I've <laughs> watched oh, like a thousand times over. Um, his wife died. He married his son's ex-wife. <laughs> I don't think they were exes at the time. I think he stole his son's stole wife. Stole his son's, yeah. man. Yeah. He's had, like, I've done. got a list of his wives here. They're pretty, like, pretty nuts. Well, Beth was the one with the ginormous Almost breasts. Titties, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we, all, we all snuck one to her. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Rest in peace. Yeah. Beth. Rest in peace. Um, she, uh, so, yeah, I had no idea because I'd seen the show maybe once or twice. Um, and with a lot of these guys, you know, sometimes you don't know if it's a bit of a performance they're putting it on or whether like this dude is just genuinely dog the fucking bounty hunter right so he first came to prominence hunting down andrew luster who was the heir to the max factor cosmetics fortune um this guy was convicted of like multiple sexual assaults and he fucked off to mexico Mm -hmm. and dog the bounty hunter was legit just a bounty hunter and he went to mexico and um found him and bundled him and two, two of his you know associates bundled him into a car where they were pulled over and arrested by the Mexican police. So and, and Andrew Luster, who they were after, was handed over to American authorities. Dog and his crew were charged with kidnapping, felony oh. kidnapping in Mexico. Um, and it was eventually reduced to a misdemeanor, but it caused like an international incident because Mexico were like, we're not giving this fucking guy back. And America's like, come on. And he like has tried to escape a few times. Um, in like age of 15, he joined the Devil's Disciples, which was an outlaw motorcycle club. You guys call them bikies, bikies. which is insane. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah the There's some of the guys. gnarliest fucking outlaws, and you guys are like, oh, the bikies are here. Have <laughs> <laughs> some respect. That man has a swastika tattooed on his throat. <laughs> <laughs> to talk to Wolfie, and you could just see him about the time he did a gig at a bikies bar. Oh, yeah. It's one of the best stories ever. Oh, I've, I've done a couple of those. <laughs> yeah. um, in 76, he was convicted of first degree murder, mm-hmm. sentenced to five years in a Texas he prison. He caught himself. Yeah, yeah. yeah dragged himself. Um, he he was just waiting in a getaway car and a friend of his like shot um, and killed this bloke. Um, 2007 interview for Fox News, Chapman claimed that while serving his sentence, he tackled an inmate about to be shot for attempting to escape and a congratulatory remark by a corrections officer inspired him to become a bounty hunter. Right. So, you know, so tack- this is, okay, so he hasn't become a bounty hunter yet. No, no, that, right. that's apparently what inspired him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then in early October 20, uh, sorry, 2007, he gained nev- negative public attention after a private phone conversation between him and his son Tucker yeah. was sold oh. to the National Enquirer. Yeah, and Tucker wasn't the only horror he said in the <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. So basically Tucker was uh, seeing a black woman and... Uh, uh, Dog, none too pleased. No. <laughs> so yeah. Is this the Tucker that he also cucked later? Not happy. Dude. Well, he's got 11 kids, so mm. it could be any one of these. Right. Um, and he, 
because he he was on TV at that time, and then they kind of they got rid of him quietly, but then they just kept bringing him back for the different series. It's like, isn't him? So didn't Hulk Hogan get done for the exact same thing on the phone, dropping them bombs? Yeah, yeah. Hogan and they both look exactly the same. <laughs> what a life for the you know what I mean? You're a giant guy with bleach blonde hair, and you just can't help itself but drop end bombs on a phone call. With Letting your son. it fly. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, we've all got a weakness. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. I was going to say we've all been there, but no, I haven't. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, like I said, they they try to cancel the show, but they just bring it back in different iterations. The last one of which was <laughs> just can't help Dog it. Unleashed. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was cancelled in 2021 <laughs> before it aired um, because basically uh, the production company sued him for a breach of contract uh, after he allegedly made racist and homophobic outbursts and also illegally used a taser during a shoot in Virginia. It's crazy when a, a bounty hunter is not the moral man of high regard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A man tricks. hunter. <laughs> yeah. Like, listen, you fooled us once, dog, the bounty hunter. Yeah. Well, this is your last warning. Um, so, yeah, um, as we alluded to earlier, so he's been married six times. He has 11 biological children and one adopted son. Uh, his wives, like just some fantastic names. LaFonda Sue Darnell was his first wife. Um, Anne Tegnell. His second wife. They wed in '79 in Colorado. Uh, shortly after he was paroled, after uh, having served two of his five-year sentence for the for murder, uh, then he moved on to Lissa Ray Britain, otherwise known as Big Lissa. Oh, okay. Uh, that was the marriage ceremony was reportedly performed by a Native American chief in the Colorado mountains in '82. Uh, that ended in 1991. The two had met days prior in a bar while Lissa was still married to her husband, an Assemblies of God minister though the two had separated um, because of his infidelity. So according to Dog, he offered her $1,000 to have his child, to which she agreed. So that's just a fairy tale. He's paying her 1000 bucks. He met her in a bar and was like, and she was like, my husband cheats on me. He's like, well, how about a grand for you to have my kids? And, then, my they, baby. <laughs> and then they could get Bring a Native a puppy American into the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's um, make a whole litter. That's what he wants to do. <laughs> I know this Indian guy. <laughs> <laughs> He'll make it. He'll make it real. <laughs> Not in the eyes of the law, but his God will bless us. Um, then Tawny Marie Chapman. They met in '88 uh, after he arrested her on a drug possession charge. <laughs> she became his secretary. He called that. He called that a disaster from the start because she was heavily addicted to amphetamines the entire yeah. time. Yeah, crystal just is all over. He needs a better recruiting process than drug addicts. Um, and then the last two are relatively normal. Obviously, we got Beth. Um, so Beth babysat my fr- my podcast is called Chubby Behemoth, and the producer, our third Mike Jake, he he's like. Uh, he come, he's the prince of a bounty hunter family. So <laughs> Beth babysat Becker growing up. Right. Yeah. Holy shit. So he's got, he, she, apparently she was a very nice, yeah. a very maternal woman. Was whose she, back just hurt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was yeah. she a bounty hunter prior to meeting Dog? Is that how they got together? I think she was an apprentice. I think she was a bounty hunter, Buckle Bunny. Uh, she <laughs> just, you know, she was a groupie. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She um, she, no, she died. She did die. Yeah. She slept on her back. Checked <laughs> <laughs> out by her own titties. She drowned. <laughs> um, yeah, well, she died a couple of years ago. Now he's engaged to Francie Frayne. So, you know, where that goes remains to be seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, just in, a love story. In, in 20, September t- 2022, this is just a little hint of um, Dog's political views. So this is at the Christian... <laughs> let me guess. Let me just... Uh, <laughs> this may shock you. Uh, at the Christian Evangelical Opening the Heavens Conference, Chapman called Pre- President Biden Little Hitler. And mm. that freak who stole 
stalled the 2020 election. Um, he predicted that Republicans would sweep the 2022 midterms and that little Hitler, President Biden, might just commit suicide like Hitler did after being caught. Damn. Or kill dozer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's how Biden's around. going out for sure. I uh, got asked because we mentioned the, obviously, a town crazy guy, the loony, but... Uh, because, like, a lot of these small towns, they have, like, a, the pride of the small town. Was there anyone there that was, like, the superstar that everyone kind of, like, that guy? I don't think so because uh, the adults who lived there were so – they were not involved, really, in the town politics yeah. or anything because they were barely there. They were there for maybe two hours a day. They'd come home from work. They'd eat something shitty. They'd go to bed. They'd leave in the morning. Um, but we had our – you know, we had our, our hero. Andy Quinn, who I alluded to earlier, he was in my grade uh, – just a, Andy on his 16th birthday. Um, he, he, how tall are you? I'm six, 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 six. Yeah. So he was a big lanky guy like you painted on jeans. Uh, I love him to death. He, I was there. He was there when I was born. Our parents were very close and Andy on his 16th birthday got a DUI at 8am uh, <laughs> crashing his car into the Elizabeth high school uh, like uh, sign in front of the school. Hell so he yeah. gets a DUI out there and they're like, uh, Andy, what, how, how are you? It's 8 a.m. How are you drunk? And he's like, I was driving fucking snowplow for the last three days straight. I was up on the Adderall. I had to come down somehow. And they're like, it's your birthday. And he said, oh, is it? Whoopty fucking do. <laughs> 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 he didn't know it was his birthday. And they were like, well, why are you driving? And he's like, I've been driving since I was 13. Everyone knows I've been driving. <laughs> yeah, Andy, what a, Andy legend. a legend, man. Fuck yeah, yeah. what a king. Mm-hmm. Do you get back there much these days? No, I go home maybe four times a year. My dad still lives there, but he's not there a lot. He comes and he hangs out. Uh, you know, he's he's been traveling a lot since my mom died. Someone say celebrating. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, he's trying to live in her honor. But I, I, I go home. Uh, I'll go home for like Christmas, that right. kind of thing. Well, I don't spend much time there. Kind of segs into our last questions. Yeah. So if someone says, Sam, I'm coming to Elizabeth oh, for cool. a day. Yeah. I need an itinerary. I need something to do morning, afternoon, and night. What do you tell them to do? Okay. Where do they go? Great question. Okay. I would say, um, well, for breakfast, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna have to either go to McDonald's or Sonic. <laughs> Sonic is a you guys you know about Sonic Burger? I've heard we don't it, have it, but yeah. I think we've heard so it. I mean, and I'm not trying to be funny. Like, you, if you're gonna eat anything before 8 a.m., you have to go to McDonald's because nothing else is open. Right. So uh, get yourself a breakfast, and then you're gonna drive out to Castlewood uh, Canyon State Park, which is uh, right on the border with Franktown. And Castlewood Canyon, you're going to go in, you're going to uh, walk through uh, all the caves, you're going to walk through the waterfall, and you're going to try and find the LSD cave, where we've all uh, signed our names in there, generations of kids, my dad, my uncle, everyone oh, cool. signed their name in this cave. And it's just this really like tranquil place where you can s- sit, and the waterfall falls over the mouth of the cave, so you can kind of sit in there and just re- reflect, truly a resplendent place. And then after that, you're going to go into town, you're going to probably have lunch at... Uh, uh, at whatever whatever the Mexican restaurant is now called that's next to the Meineke. It used to be Abuelo's when I was there. Uh, go there, um, have a big uh, have a big lunch, and then drive out to the Paint Mines, which is another state park that's uh, about 40 minutes outside of town. The Paint Mines, it's just this uh, fucking rainbow of different uh, colored chalks and talcs that are all uh, the rocks. I can't remember the names of the rocks, but you know the ones that are like, Stacked on, you can see the striations of how mm-hmm. the geology has been yep. built, sure. and it's just like you're walking in a rainbow. It's uh, it's beautiful. So go there, and uh, walk around, have a nice time. Uh, come back in, uh, watch sundown from Casey Jones State Park. Casey Jones was the name of the railroad man. 
Elizabeth is named after the governor's daughter because when they put the railroad through there, the townsfolk were so ecstatic. They're like, thank you for giving us a reason for this town to exist. So Elizabeth was named of the governor's daughter. Um, hang out in Casey Jones State Park. Maybe watch a, you know, a baseball game the kids are playing. Watch the sun go down in there. Maybe smoke a joint, even though Elbert County does not allow legal cannabis sales because they're so fucking far right that they're like, we don't want all the free money. <laughs> right? But if Andy Quinn's hanging out in there, maybe Kevin Looney's about, they'll, they'll probably have a fucking joint on them. All yeah, right. So. And then, uh, and for dinner, uh, I would drive out to, okay, you're going to have to leave town to go get dinner. And by leave town, I mean literally like drive across the fucking border into Franktown and go to, uh, what's the name of that fucking bar? The War Horse Bar. It's, mm. it's a Sons of Silence Bar, which is a bikey gang. Yeah. Um, and it's right there on 83 and 13. Uh, get the green chili cheeseburger. It's excellent. Um, local hatch green chilies. Uh, have a couple pints with the freaks there, and then uh, go sleep in the graveyard. Sick. Fuck yeah. God that might be damn. the most detailed answer we've ever had. That's a it's great not, I mean, day, you can, man. If you're there for one day, there's a lot of cool stuff you can do because how beautiful. I mean, the Black Forest is right there. You could spend a day just hiking around the Black Forest. Mm. Like, There's plenty of stuff to do around Elizabeth, but as far as like the city of, unless you need brake pads... We, there's nothing for it. <laughs> well, I'm making a new killdozer, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> man. You could assemble a killdozer easily. And then there's also, like, the Air Force. The abandoned Air Force base is where, I've talked about this, never in Australia, so I'll tell the story again. Please. Uh, the, they did a study in, like, 2003 or four where they rounded up all the crystal meth from Colorado because the American Southwest, we've heard of Breaking Bad. Mm -hmm. yep. That's New Mexico. That's right below us. So uh, they were like, well, surely all this, uh, this methamphetamine is coming across the border. It's not being made domestically. And if it is being made domestically, it's being made in like Mesa, Arizona or Las Cruces, New Mexico. It's not from Colorado. So they rounded up all this like regional indigenous methamphetamine. And the best methamphetamine in the New Mexico, Arizona, Utah, uh, Kansas, Nebraska, all the way up to the Canadian border was made right there in Elbert County. Because they had an abandoned Air Force base there, and there were still a bunch of fuel tanks. And I guess the meth lords would go out there, and they would steal this high-octane fuel that used oh. to be for pie, like for fighter jets, mm. and they'd make crystal out of it. And it was like 93% pure. And it was like the most coveted crystal methamphetamine. So that... Whoever made that methamphetamine, he was the local legend. And <laughs> <laughs> when I say whoever, I know exactly who it was. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. Uh, <laughs> he's in a wheelchair. <laughs> if you're in Elizabeth, ding, ding, ding. yeah, just keep your, you know, keep your fucking 15 year old boys away from him because boy does he have curious fingers. Um, but yeah, okay. cool. That is a great answer. And then it segues into our last question. Uh, you've ascended to the highest heights of your career. You've got all the fuck you money you could ever deal with. When all is said and done, would you settle down in Elizabeth, Colorado? Fuck no. <laughs> but Emphatic no. But you are a Colorado. N-O. You are a Colorado man. Nunca. But Colorado in general? No, man. I think it would be. Uh, the world's so big. I'm so obsessed with um, doing stand-up in places that aren't America. I've done America since I was 18. I've yeah. done every fucking state there is. I think that if when I do retire, probably be uh, France or uh, Spain. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, man. 
A quick fire question then. What's the best and worst state to perform stand-up in in America? I mean, I think the best state, it's more of like a city thing. I mean, I'll take Denver is a great place to do stand-up due to people. It's like the drunkest city in America. It's one of the most educated places in America. The comedy works there is like a really good club, right? It's Gangster the Memories, the best comedy album ever by David Tell, recorded right in there. Um, So, yeah, I, I love the comedy works. The fucking ceiling is like... Like you, your head would like my. I can palm the ceiling yeah, like yeah, this. Yeah. Like it's it's Perfect. it's a kill box, dude. So I really like it there. Chicago's a great comedy city. The worst place to do stand up is Los Angeles. I fucking hate Los Angeles. Every, whenever you're on stage, people just think that I could be up there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah, America. Uh, despite all of our flaws, dude. Like uh, the people who run America, obviously gnarly oligarchs covetous craven people but americans they're nice people yeah you know? yeah for sure, sure man. so yeah um as much as i'm like eager to to get out of there and live somewhere else like you know it's not bad to be an american yeah. awesome um and sam you're touring australia currently this episode will come out on monday so well, do you have any dates you want to plug that are coming up yeah um, I very much do. And again, thank you guys for having me. No worries. Of course, was, man. I, d- I didn't know what I was walking into, and this was a blast. This was so much fun. Oh, yeah, thank you so thank much. You. Um, I think on Monday, I'm in like, I don't have good internet here. Uh, hold on. F- vamp, kids. I'll plug yeah, my plug shows. I'm doing shows uh, in September for Fringe, everyone. I'm going to keep annoying everyone about it. So please come along, buy tickets if you are coming, or let me know. Uh, 14th. Uh, for Thursday the fourteenth, Saturday sixteenth, Sunday the seventeenth of September. Please come along; that'll be fucking awesome. Go get tickets. Just look me up, uh, Whitebait online on Instagram or alexwhitecomedy.com. Get tickets; it's gonna be awesome. And so it's August at some point. You've probably got to go in Bali. Find me, Drew, and Al there having a beer. Hang yeah, out. come say hi. Tell us you love them. Say hi. But uh, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We have a YouTube channel. Patreon. We have a Patreon now. I forgot about that. Yeah, we just get that launched in there. our Patreon for five dollars a month. We are doing fortnightly bonus content. We started with a great episode about scam artists. Fortnightly. Yeah. yeah oh man. wow. <laughs> All right. We're we're bucking trends, baby. <laughs> come on, we're busy, brother. No, no, just the term Fortnite. Oh <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah, just that measure of time. It's, it's a funny amount of time. Um, <laughs> We just did an episode about Belle Gibson, one of Australia's biggest uh, scam artists, and we're uh, just about to release an episode about Sydney comedy history with Sydney comedy legend Ben Elwood. So get into that. You can find it uh, at patreon.com slash community noticeboard or just search for it or the link is in our Instagram bio. Awesome. You found those dates yet? Yeah, you can follow me at Sam Talent, S-A-M-T-A-L-L-E-N-T. I have a podcast called Chubby Behemoth, but uh, if this comes out Monday, I'll be in Canberra Monday, then Melbourne Melbourne, excuse me, the 12th, <laughs> Perth, Adelaide, Brisbane, Gold Coast, Cairns, and then wrapping it all up in Innisfall for some reason. Yeah. So get those tickets at samtalent.com, awesome, everyone. Man. And, of course, you have a book as well. Yeah. I have a book. Yeah, yeah. It's Running the Light. Um, if you live in Australia, order it from Amazon because shipping. I sell it off my website, but shipping here is like a real hassle. So yeah. save yourself Check the money. Out. Get it from Amazon. It's a great read. Awesome, man. Thanks, I read thanks it. Thanks so much for coming on. This was great. Yeah. Thank, thank you, guys. You. And Jeez. thank you for listening, everybody. Catch we will see later. you next week. Bye. See you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.